right now on the line. I've been excited for this all morning, Bryce Gibbs, because we've got the Crows recruiting boss, Hamish Ogilvie, who uh, they paid the right price for Isaac Rankin, but then they've done fantastically well with their later picks in the draft as well. Uh, good morning, Hamish. Where have we got you there? Morning, Tom. Morning, Gibbsy. I'm in Melbourne. I'm in my apartment, so I'm no help with the lawn because I don't have any grass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Haggis, great to talk to you this morning. Just uh, just off the bat, give us a, a summation of uh, what you thought. Uh, yeah, the kids that you got into the club, obviously you, you got Isaac Rankin in, got a got rid of a lot of your early picks, but uh, you, I think you've, you've traded up and uh, you've done pretty well out of this draft. Yeah, we always look at the end result, Gibbsy. So Isaac coming in through the trade period was was a great result. So therefore, you don't you don't have a first rounder, which which does inhibit you a little bit. Um, then we were able to to bring in Max through the father son with a bid from Sydney, pick seventeen, and then um, Billy Dowling was a South Australian, highly talented, high character, high level leader in the South Australian program. So we were able to trade in to get him. The boys did a great job with not a lot of draft stock to get in to get him. And then um, Hugh Bond, we thought, may have gone earlier. So he was a real bonus for us. So um, we snapped him up at pick 50. So a couple of South Australians, or well, three South Australians and uh, a Horsham slash Ballarat boy. So you mentioned uh, the, the bid that come for, for Max. How do, how do you get your head around the bidding system? Because as, as people watching, like... I, even I don't even know what's going on. How do you go as a recruiter getting your head around, uh, we, we need to plan for so many different options and, and so many different scenarios. Like, how do you actually deal with it? Yeah, well, we learn a lot with a father-son in the national draft. What you do gives you get people that are way smarter than you that work the numbers and that understand it and that know all the numbers. And, uh, and in the end, they work it out and tell you what to do. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot that goes on. You, you sort of think, oh, we're going to have two or three picks. There's not not heaps of scenarios here. Then by the time you work out father-son, where the bid could come, are you going to go into deficit? Because um, you never really know. It's always up to someone else where the actual bid's going to come. So there's a whole heap of planning, a lot of what-ifs. Um, but really, the, the guys that work the numbers, um, our analyst, Dean, and BK, who flew back in from America for the draft, they did a brilliant job. Um, and we didn't go into deficit. We thought the bid would come around that sort of mark, so we were well and truly prepared for that, but it does make it way more complicated than in your day, mate. <laughs> yeah, it looks like every year I see more scientists um, added to the team in the recruiting department. Now, we know about Max Michelini. He He seems really versatile and um, plays on talls and smalls. One who very much interests me, I was watching his uh, videos this morning, Gibber, Billy Dowling, uh, a bit of a taller midfielder. Can you tell us, you know, a little bit more about him? What are his key traits? Well, we were really keen to add more to the midfield. You've always got to try and keep adding to your midfield. You never have too many good midfielders. So um, the fact that Billy was a bit taller, that that was a big tick for him. Um, You know, he shares his time between school footy, North Adelaide and the South Australian program. So we think there's a fair bit of upside there still to come once you get settled in one program. So... Um, he'd been a really good leader, strong leader at school. The reports from his school were fantastic. Um, he was starting midfield in a pretty good South Australian midfield. So um, got huge running power. Um, he's already sort of producing through the GPS some really high-level numbers. So um, he was really excited to get Bill. He's, he's smiling. I don't know if you've seen his interviews. It's like mm-hmm. he's just so wrapped to be at the club. And 
he's going to be a great team, mate. Well, we've had a lot of the, the SA talent on the show over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we've we've asked them about their, their interview process and uh, <laughs> some of the weird questions that recruiters ask them, like if you had a superpower, what would it be and why, and who would you choose, your mum or your dad, and give us... Re- are you... Do you, in your interviews with these kids, do you throw curly questions at them, Haggis? Do you, do you try and throw them off a bit? Oh, and, and, why, and why do you do that? Not too much. And particularly with these three, you didn't have to. Because Max, we knew so well. So Max is probably, you know, every time he's in at the club, it's it's like a job interview for him. So, uh, And Billy just talked. He's a good talker, Bill. So he, uh, he basically ran the interview and told us about him. So we didn't have to throw anything curly at him. And he's such a smart kid. Um... There was no real need for that. You can work him out pretty quick. And everyone you speak to about Billy is just so complimentary about him. And Hugh was first interview was at the Combine. And then we went up home and met his parents uh, with him. And and um, uh, he's a smart kid too, leadership. I'd, I'd already spoken to his coach at Ballarat, David Loder, mm. who gave him a glowing endorsement. So he's, those boys are probably a bit too smart for me. So there's no way uh, <laughs> I needed to throw anything curly at them. And so Hugh, he seems like a, a hard at it midfielder, tackles well. What, what's your summation of, of Hugh? Yeah, well, he played. He was really selfless in the Victorian country team. He went and played at half back. He was probably the midfielder that put his hand up to say, "Look, I'll go and play half back for the team." When he was probably in their best sort of three or four mids, but. Um, had a really, really strong season at Ballarat with his tackling and clearances. Uh, strong body um, from the rowing a bit, I think. I think that's helped him along the way, although he missed a bit of footy in 2021 with a back injury from rowing, but he's, uh, he's all fit and well trained yesterday. So uh, big, strong kid, uh, very, very competitive. So, And we always like that. And you want that with the inside mids that can go and play second position and half forward as well. So he's mm-hmm. tackling as a feature. So him and Sam Berrigan, hopefully make a pretty dynamic duo on the tackling down the track. Yeah, very nice. Um, before we let you go, Haggis, looking ahead, I know it's very early to be doing this, but the 2023 draft looks to be an absolute ripper. People are saying it's uh, going to be a really good one. Have you gathered any thoughts on that group? And are you telling um, Justin Reid to uh, hold on to that first pick so that you guys can get stuck in a little bit earlier next year? Well, absolutely, and we hope the first pick's not too high, but um, yeah. there's always ways to get up. I, I agree. I think um, next year's draft looks fantastic. Some of those 17-year-old boys have already, in all states have already played really well against guys a year older, so uh, I would echo those thoughts. I think it's going to be a fantastic draft, and there's a, there's a bit of everything. Maybe not as many of the midfielders at this stage, but mm. oh, there'll always be a few that drift in and a few that drift out, but um, some, some good tools um, and some... Very good, versatile, sort of 192-centimetre tools by the look of it. So there's probably a bit of something for everyone in next year's draft. But I agree, I think it's going to be a fantastic draft. Fantastic. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating space. I always get so excited for the draft every year, Hamish. And uh, if you've picked a few absolute gems, particularly the one I love most is Jake Saligo last year. We knew nothing. Uh, everyone's, who is this kid? And um, he's just come out this year and... And we've got a, f- a future winger there for, for 10 plus years. They looked pretty good in the midfield yesterday, guys. So, uh, geez, when you don't see them for a while, if some of the boys have grown, like Zach Taylor looks like he's grown taller. Mm. Jake's put on some size. Paddy Parnell's put on some size. Um, if you, you turn your back for sort of two or three months and don't see them and they come back, they look completely different. So, um, 
he probably got criticised at times for picking too many 180-centimetre mids. Well, Jake looked a bit taller than 180 centimetres to me yesterday and might be even a bit more than a wingman um, in time. But, yeah, we're pretty pleased with that group from last year and they're great kids. Fantastic. That's Hamish Ogilvie. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an exciting time for the Crows and uh, can't wait to see these kids in action. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it.